1: Only good things running through my head. Yeah, life is good today. Everything going my way. Breeze flying the sky. Why don't we talk about it? Oh, girl, talk with me. Yeah. Hey y'all, it is your girl Miss Yak back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Uh, tonight, I have a special guest, Miss Corel Richards. She is a dynamic and creative individual with a wealth of knowledge and experience, having worked in multiple service industries in the last 14 years. One of the biggest lessons she learned in those years was the importance of mental health. All right, y'all know I got my hashtag mental health shirt, right? I should have wore it today. Mm. Oh, but that's one of the important things she's learned and and how unhealed trauma can help keep you stuck and away from the life you dreamed of. Ooh, we don't want that to happen, y'all. All All right. Now, goodness gracious, she she founded the company in Divine Time Transformational Services. Her mission is to help clients with complex childhood trauma break down barriers and release unhealthy habits and patterns to rediscover freedom and peace of mind. Her goal is to get you excited about the life again, about life again by empowering you with a fresh perspective. Hmm. Sounds like we need some healing tonight, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and bring her on in. Hello. Hello, 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 everybody. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on in. Wow. Mental
0: health. Like, that's a heavy topic. It sure is. It's not the sexiest topic to talk about because we weren't really conditioned to think about our mental health. It was just go, 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 go you know, work, 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 work. So what are we talking about as it relates to mental health? That's a whole different topic.
1: (laughs) Right, right. You know, and so we want to like talk about like what's the effects of like family and community and mental health because people don't realize they really do have an impact on other people's
0: mental health. Absolutely. And you know what? We are so community based. We are so connected as people that living in this world isolated is not really going to get you that far. So the choice of people that you surround yourself with is very, very important. Whether or not that's family, friends, even just your employees or employers, Mm -hmm. it's very, very crucial to your mental health. Most definitely. And you know, like,
1: I, I interview. I've interviewed several people in regards to mental health. I've had therapists on here. Um, I also recently interviewed a lady who deals with bipolar disorder. And that interview in itself was like, that's the interview that made that made me cry, uh-huh. because she didn't get diagnosed until she was like in her late thirties. I want to say. And so her entire life, she was struggling with this, didn't know what was going on with her, and did not have the familiar support that she needed, Yeah, right? She didn't even have the friends to support her during this this time. And when she got her diagnosis and everything started to click and make sense, (laughs) the people she thought were her friends abandoned her.
0: Yeah. It's so funny that you brought that up. The other day I was actually, because I'm also a part of other organizations, you know, I'm, I'm a mental health advocate. So I, I was required to write my story, you know, that's yeah. a 15 minute because you really can't write your entire story in 15 minutes. But no, I no. gave a synopsis and I also saw how just reading my story, how impactful that was to me. And it's my story. You don't even realize in living and experiencing it, what's truly happening and your patterns and you know Mm -hmm. so when you said that that made total sense and that was a part of my story i didn't even know that i was experiencing this con it's called complex ptsd or condition post-traumatic stress disorder because we are so familiar with these behaviors because we're surrounded by it you know in our environment that we don't even recognize that something is completely off you don't realize that there's something different outside of that because you're so consumed by the, that behavior from your friends, from your family, that when you actually get away, which was how I actually was able to get the understanding of what was going on with me, was because I got away from it all. And I got to a place that was so quiet here in Canada that I was able to hear my own thoughts and recognize that it just didn't really connect to who I was authentically. So it's, it's mm. so crucial to know who you are and what fits and what doesn't.
1: Wow. Wow. You're right. You're right. And its I think that's the hardest part is going on that journey to discover who am I, you know, like, because as children, you know, our sense of self-identity comes from our parents, right? And then we go through that, that time period when we're becoming teenagers and we're blossoming and whatnot, and we're just trying some of everything and anything because we don't know, okay, like, maybe this will stick, maybe that'll stick. No, I don't like that you know so it is a a a really big journey but the, what's funny is that even as an adult some of us
0: are still trying to figure out who are we yeah i mean it's hard like let's just call it what it is it's hard because let's be real so a lion will always be a lion right because that's the environment that it's in yeah if you put a lion in a cage a lion will always be that lion however with human beings thing that makes us different is that we're so multidimensional, we're so dynamic, that what we are conditioned to can definitely change who we are at our core. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you know, our sense of self comes from the people that we surround ourselves with from that age of zero to seven. And that is such a formative set of years that anything that we surround ourselves with we will absorb and we will take in as ours, we will take it in as our identity that even if it's different from who we are at our core, and that's kind of where anxiety comes from is when you're struggling with what you're expected to be versus what you want to be and you choose to be what you're expected versus who you actually want to be because you want to feel safe, yeah. you know, because choosing you means ultimately you're going you're to be in harm's way, you're probably going to die. <laughs> you're not, but that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Right. Cause it always seems worse than it really is in that moment.
0: Yep. Right. So yeah, we, seem I mean, to, we seem to exasperate it because that's how the mind works is like, I need to keep you safe. So if I have to have it go 10 times a hundred, I'm going to have it go up times a hundred for you to ensure that you stay in this position to be safe.
1: Yeah. Wow. So how impactful is it for, you know, family to basically embrace you when you're going through your your mental issues, right? Because again, as as a child, and even as an adult, there are times where we're going through things and we really don't know what's going on or why things are happening the way they're happening. We just know something's off,
0: Yeah. right?
1: And I think at that particular point in time, we really need to be able to have that, that, that family member, that rock, to lean on for support and guidance. So how, but how significant is that to having something like that in your
0: life? Oh my God. Um, Here's the kicker for that one. You're asking people who don't know how to be there for someone in this moment. Because let's be real, the generation that was before us have no clue with what mental health is. They had to survive and survive was their way of life. So When you go to them and tell them, oh, I'm experiencing anxiety, they're like, what the hell is that? You need to, you're stronger than that. Mm. You know, think think different thoughts, you know. Yeah, think different thoughts, but it's not that simple. So you're asking individuals that don't necessarily know how to hold space for you to hold space. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? What are we Mm. doing here? You know, so it's one recognizing that they also have their own struggles that they aren't even aware of, first of all. So when you go to them with yours, one, you're bringing it up for them and they don't know how to handle it. So then when you're asking them to handle yours or to, you know, be encouraging or provide that space for you, they can't even do that for themselves.
1: Wow. You know, you bring up a really, really good point because, you know, mental health didn't become like this big I mean, almost like a phenomenon really to the last few years, but mental health has been around for ages. So it's it's not like it just, right. (laughs) It's not like it just appeared. It's just that we've just now put words to it. Exactly. right. So that's a, yeah, you make a very valid point. Like they're like, back in the day, they was like, you just dealt with it. Or if that person was a little
0: off, you just stayed away from that person. Exactly. They avoided it. (laughs)
1: and it got worse.
0: Wow. <laughs> and they passed that on to you so what you're experiencing I'm certain they experienced. They just didn't have the words just like I didn't have the words when I was say 7, 10, 12. I just happened to get the words in my 30s. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> imagine <Really>? them. <laughs> that is so yeah, that is so
1: powerful. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean they 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 don't know how to
0: support they it's, don't. It's, it's not necessarily they don't want to support. They just don't know how. They don't. Oh, they didn't wow. even have it for themselves. You know, if if I, in fact, I'm not gonna say if I've had conversations with my father, and his story was that his mom left survival, left to you know get find a better way of living. His dad died when he was younger, so essentially, even though he was around his family, they didn't really support him, so he had to become so self sufficient. So now I have a father that doesn't necessarily know how to meet other people's needs because he's always had to meet his own needs, Mm. right? So when I go to him and I'm like, oh, I need help. I need you to hold space for me, for me to express what I'm going through mentally. He's like, I'm sorry, this feels a little icky to me. I can't manage this is what he said. And I took that so personal until a couple of years ago. I'm like, wait, well, he's not saying that he doesn't want to. He's saying that he can't handle it. And that's the truth. When you remove yourself from what the person is saying, you actually hear what they're saying is mm-hmm. that I don't have the tools to, to give you what you need right now yeah. because I don't have it for myself. Yeah, yeah. And you know,
1: it. what you're telling me, what you're saying is really making me reflect as well. And remember like, because I've had similar conversations like this before, but it's very relevant what you just said about you and your dad, because for me and my daughter, so, you know, COVID-19 hit and whatnot, and she's 15 now. But two years ago, she was, you know, when in eighth grade, um, that was the year that, that all the school's quarantined. Yeah. So she was at, at home, you know, um, doing school online and whatnot. And so she was isolated for an entire year. And so with that being said, that that isolation, that time away from people, it heightened her anxiety. Yep. to to like unreal levels in my mind right so it's like she and I struggled with that for a while because like me and my son were just like okay this happened we'll be okay we can't live in fear you know blah la la but with her it's like she was constantly living in fear yeah. over every single thing and I had the hardest time trying to understand, where she was coming from with that. Because I'm trying to, you know, do what I usually do as mom, like, hey, baby, it's going to be okay. Give some words of encouragement, things, blah, But that wasn't doing anything anymore. And no. so no. I was struggling with that because here I am, I want to help
0: you, but I don't know how to help yeah. you. You're you're helping her the way that you know how to help yourself.
1: It, right. And yeah. so I I had to go ahead and find her a therapist to to help her because I'm you like, I, I, I had, it was me. Be, as a parent realizing, you know what? I don't have the tools that, that you need right now. So we're going to get somebody else that can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you didn't take it personally, you know, because <laughs> I've seen where it has gone the other way. And it's like, you feel so inept as a parent, because I'm like, I'm supposed to be able to help you through these things. Well, the truth is when you don't have the tools, you just don't have the tools. Yeah, you can tr- you can learn them. But in the moment that the person needs help, ask for help. And that was your way of asking for help by finding her that therapist. Yeah, definitely.
1: Because I was like, I I mean, oh, my goodness. It, I, I, There were times where I would cry because I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, oh, my gosh, that was so stressful for me and her and her as well, because it's like the communication I felt like between us was kind of starting to break down because yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't understand where she was coming from.
0: Yeah, and she needed someone to make sense of it. And hopefully that therapist is helping her make sense of it. Because I know from personal experience with anxiety, it's just not feeling safe. It's not feeling safe to be who you are. It's feeling unsafe in the environment. It's, it could be so many things. And it also can be how you are perceiving things as well. Because that's one thing that I've struggled with for a very long time is figuring out what is real versus what I'm actually perceiving. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with because we tell ourselves so many stories and the narrative that's running in our head is what's causing the anxiety. When if you tell yourself something different, then you'll be fine. You know, Mm -hmm. don't tell them that they'll be fine because that actually agitates them because they don't feel like they're going to be fine. So when you say something like that, it's like you're dismissing what they're feeling.
1: Right. Yeah. Right, right. And I think, you know, as a person who, you know, deals with that, it's important to be able to recognize your triggers, yeah. right? Yeah. Because like for her, there are certain things that we know, like as a family, we know there's certain things we don't let her watch because it's going to it's gonna set her off. It's it's going to trigger something or whatnot, right? So there might yeah. be something we're like, oh, you want to watch this, da, da, da. And then we'll think about like, yeah, you can't watch that. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, with you sharing that, you know, also be mindful of when you tell her she can't watch that. Give her a reason because our mind is so powerful that we're always seeking a reason. We're always seeking a meaning. So it's when you're saying, oh, you can't watch that because you know at this point what you, how you will interpret that. And you never know. You might just actually yeah. catch her in that moment. And she'll question what she's actually telling herself about this, mo- this movie or this show or this whatever it is. Because we, like I said, we are so consumed with living mm-hmm. and existing that sometimes we don't recognize the detriment that we are putting ourselves in with just the things that we're thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she's she's very cognizant of it herself as well. That's something in my eye. She's very <laughs> cognizant of it herself as well. So it's like if she sees like a preview of something or whatnot, right? And so she's already got the context of what it's going to be about. And so sometimes I'll like suggest. Us watching something, you know, not thinking about it, and but then she's like, No, I've already seen it. nope, I can't I can't do that, mom. You know, I can't do that. I'm oh, like,
0: no. Oh my bad. Oh no, and it's so hard for me to hear that. I'm gonna be very transparent because a part of me saying that by avoiding it, she's preventing herself from like, from living, right? It's yeah.
1: like and that's her what breaks away. my heart.
0: Yeah, it it does break my heart to to see that, like she has given her power to this thing this movie this scenario to the point that she can't even sit or she chooses to just not deal with it at all and that can become a pattern and as someone that is a reformed avoidant (laughs) (laughs) avoiding things escaping things was my way of life like i'm just not going to deal with it right but that prevented me from doing things that i actually even wanted to do so it's finding that balance to, okay, well, yeah, this doesn't work for me, but let me try it and see if with different procedures, different strategies that I can actually still go ahead and do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause you don't want her to live her life just consistently avoiding things. No, I don't. I'm living like, oh at one gosh. point. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's baby steps cause it's not going to be like you snap your finger and boom, she's going to You know want to watch that movie but it's baby steps and being like okay well what are you saying to yourself in the moment that you're watching this okay and then when you start watching your thoughts you're like well that's not real it's just a movie like i'm safe you know and then it turns into okay if i'm safe then i can watch it it's not gonna harm me and then you sit there and your thoughts just develop into something more positive and more beneficial to you versus for me it was snakes i'm like i'm gonna die (laughs) Oh my there god. Anaconda. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> I could not see a snake on TV and be okay. But I'm like, it's on the television, girl. It's not ri- beside you. Wow, see, now I'm
1: not that bad. I don't like snakes, but I'm not that bad. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That movie did something to a lot of us. I'm going to be <laughs>
1: wow so okay so when we're talking about like mental health and community like how significant is having i guess good communities versus bad community right yeah.
0: i don't look at things fortunately for me i don't look at it as bad versus good <laughs> I, was trying to figure it out. I look at it as what's serving me versus what's not serving me you know mm-hmm. what's maintaining my peace? What's giving me anxiety? You know, I look at it that way, and it's also communicating because the one thing that I've recognized in myself and other people is that they know what they need up here, but they never say it through here. Yeah. But we don't read minds. No. <laughs> we have to communicate. If this is not to your liking, say that to the person. But then again, I'm asking people to ask for their needs to be met when they want, don't know what they need and they don't know how to communicate it. And that's something that we, a lot of us have missed in our childhood is that we weren't necessarily taught how to do these things, but right now it's our responsibility to learn those things because it's serving us better to actually learn and to sit there and complain like, oh, well, I didn't get those tools back then. So I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But you're in your thirties and you know how to do a lot more things that you want to do. (laughs) So if you want a better life, there are certain things that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to stretch yourself a little bit. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be worth it in the end because where Mm -hmm. you're at right now, I'm sure you're not happy. Yeah. So if you
1: were to give advice to someone who is, you know, dealing with the mental health of a
0: loved one, what advice would you give to that person? Ah, the mental health of a loved one. Ah, whole space. Um, Don't take things personally. That's the biggest one for me. It has nothing to do with you sometimes. And even if it does, look at it from the standpoint that we are two individuals. You and I are two separate people. We have our own worlds and we're bringing these two worlds together. And the way I've experienced it versus the way that you've experienced it, completely different. So if I come to you and I tell you something, I'm not saying it to harm you. At least I'm not, I don't know about anybody else. Right. But most, most people aren't trying to harm. They're really just trying to soothe themselves or feel safe. So hold space you know hear what they're actually saying without taking what they're saying personally and just know that people want to be heard they want to be understood they want to be seen and in holding that space you give them that chance to even just get their thoughts out right and in getting their thoughts out they can actually make sense of it then it's when you keep it up here that's when things just kind of get you know a little intense Yeah,
1: yeah
0: yeah Wow.
1: So what's the one of the biggest things that you've learned about mental health? Other
0: than how important it is? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's unpredictable. It's not a straight line. It really, you have good days, you have not so good days, but just be kind to yourself. Being kind to yourself is probably the most important thing at this point, because it could go any way, any direction. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding that you're going to be okay, one. And if you need support to ask for support, if you're not getting the support from who you want it from, there are other means of getting support, even if you have to pay for it. Yeah. So when you hear people say like,
1: you know, uh, like our our grandparents, so to speak, or even older generations, or, or even some of our parents nowadays, right? When they, you know, take this mindset of, oh, you don't need any type of medication. I mean, what is your standpoint on that? In regards to medication and and mental health is it a is it necessary or is a holistic approach
0: better okay uh it's all subjective there are some people that do need medication i do my best to not go that way i believe in holistically that my body can do what it needs to i just need to because it's it's such a powerful tool it's so intelligent if you tell it what you want it will do that you know so you have to be very cognizant of the things that you're saying but you gotta just find what works for you there's no one way for everybody find what works for you some will take medication some will be like "Eh, I'm not for it but you have to just find what works for you and it's not me being diplomatic or anything (laughs) I'm being very honest like you gotta find what works for you
1: I definitely get it because, you know, like, let's say, for example, like, okay, my background is in early childhood development. And so I taught the babies and whatnot. And a lot of times, some of the babies are the ones, they get diagnosed probably like around four or five-ish is when they start, you know, noticing things and start diagnosing um, things and whatnot. And so I've seen instances where there were children like, yeah, they probably do need to be on something. Or yeah. I could say, no, I don't think that person needs anything. I think, you know, we just need to try this different approach and whatnot. But yeah. I've also seen it to where parents are in just straight denial yeah. over what's going on with their child. And, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Because, of course, you know, everybody thinks their children are perfect. They have 10 fingers, 10 toes. They have all of their senses. They're, they're, they've got their, all, all their, their, you know, everything going on, you know, perfect 100. Yeah. But the reality
0: is that that's not always the case. Yeah. I and think we think- need to learn to step away from making, again, making it personal. It You having a child that has ADHD has nothing to do with you. It didn't indicate to, if somebody hears that, it's not saying, oh, you're broken. Because that, that's what a lot of people hear. when my If something is going on with my child, it means that I didn't do enough. And that's not true. It has nothing to do with you you know and even if it is this is just for you it's a part of your journey and it's yeah. just stepping away from being so I, I guess i would say being so negative towards yourself and just being that judge juror and jailer and looking at this child as so innocent and they're honestly doing the best that they can and sometimes they're also misdiagnosed you know yeah. i've i've worked with so many people that They're adamant that they have ADHD and it turns out they just have low self-esteem. That's all it is. And I'm not saying that people with ADHD all have low self-esteem, but the ones that I've worked with, it boiled down to them just genuinely having low self-esteem and thinking they have to please every and anybody that they come into contact with. So when your mind is so overloaded with all of those sensations of having to please a, B, C, e, D, E, F, G, you never get a chance to be yourself. So you're just out of whack. And oh. it feels that intense. And you call it ADHD when it's really just your self-esteem. I've never heard of that, that correlation before. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yep.
1: Yep.
0: It was... It, <laughs> I would th- I thought at one point I had ADHD, wow. but I knew I knew it was just connected to my self esteem. Cause if, if you're always just looking to everyone else to validate you, you're just all over the place because you're pleasing everybody that has a different personality. Okay. So you develop a different personality for everybody. And you're like, okay, when can I be myself? And it gets so exhausting and you're just, yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, you you yeah, you've you've gave me a whole new perspective on things. Okay. i yeah, I've never I've never heard anybody say that before. Like wow. Yep. Okay. So they're bouncing all over the place because they're just trying to please too many people.
0: Yep.
1: Hmm. Y'all, yep, my viewers and listeners out there, y'all heard that. <laughs> y'all need to sit y'all hind parts down and stop trying to please everybody. Yep be
0: yourself. Oh my goodness. And I mean, that's such an easy statement to say, because there are so many conditions that would have forced you not to be yourself, that being yourself doesn't feel safe. And those are the conditions that I work through because they've been there for a very long time. So just getting up and saying affirmations to yourself on a daily basis. Yeah, that works for some people, but there are people that legitimately have to reframe their thoughts. They have to rewire their brain to think differently because your condition told you that being you isn't safe being you is not enough you're unworthy all these beliefs that are just circulating in your mind are they're just running every day so you're deciding okay i'm just gonna be what everybody else wants me to be instead of being myself
1: all right y'all well on that note we're gonna have to go ahead and and, and wrap that on up because we could be here forever now uh-huh. y'all look right there below y'all see i've got her website right down there so if y'all want to hear more from Miss Corella richards you can go ahead and go to that website and check her out because she done dropped a few little gems for y'all tonight okay <laughs> so y'all be sure to go ahead and check her out and also as you are doing that as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Okay. Spread the love so we can go ahead and get some more lovely, wonderful guests on the show. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. It has been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure speaking with you. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and all you guys, mental health is real. It is so real. I know we have a lot of family and friends, you know, that will tell you, "Oh, you okay? You you are just all right. You there's nothing wrong with you." And the truth of the matter is, some of us do need a little bit more TLC than others, True. right? So we cannot just overlook when somebody's crying out for help. We really cannot. That's why we've got so many babies out there committing suicide. Now that in itself should be a wake up call to us, if nothing else. All yep. right.
0: Money cannot buy you happiness. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, that's fine. But the truth is, it really doesn't.
1: No, it, it does not. Those babies are out there crying for help. And that's why that guest that I mentioned earlier, when she mentioned to me that she was in her 30s before she got diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that her mom, the entire time that she was with her mom, the, my, the way that she was raised is... Behind closed doors, you can do whatever you need to do to get yourself together. But as soon as we walk out this door, you better be on point. Put on that mask. And I was like, yeah. Yes, yes. So her mother never, never, never acknowledged the fact that she needed help. Never. Yeah. And even after she got diagnosed, it took her cutting ties with her mother to help her mental state.
0: Yep. Sometimes that, that broke my heart. Necessary. Yeah.
1: That 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 all oh, that broke my heart. Yeah. Oh my goodness, y'all. Look, so look, she about to make me cry, y'all. We're gonna have a go box of <laughs> tissues on the show because she's about to make me cry again. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap that all up because y'all ain't gonna get me in tears tonight. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, all my friends again. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're not coming on early. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can catch me on YouTube, my Facebook channel, and all your main streaming platforms like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and much more. All right? Go to your favorite streaming platform and like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, y'all be good now.